Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Gabby Bernstein. Over the past 15 years, it's been my mission to help people crack open to a spiritual connection of their own understanding. On my podcast, Dear Gabby, I offer up real-time coaching, straight talk, and guidance on stress, burnout, loss, relationships, spirituality, and everything in between. There's no small talk here. There's only big talk. Dear Gabby isn't just a podcast, it's a movement. People need to feel loved. They need clear guidance. And most of all, they need to know they're not alone. I've got your back, my friend. Join me every Monday for a new episode of Dear Gabby. Welcome to Real Pod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick Brown, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Oh, so we're getting deep, huh? I really cried for 12 days straight. Why do I want to be perfect? There's nothing in my life that is perfect. Every week, I'll bring you honest, unfiltered, and eye-opening conversations to help uncover the real in all of us. I crave the type of content that you're talking about. I actually felt insecure. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Let me just unload everything. (laughs) (laughs) New episodes every Wednesday. Leave those filters at the door because it's time to get real. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Real Pod. I hope you enjoyed last week's New York recap. That was a fun one. I can't believe that it was now a week ago. You know, when your brain just gets foggy, I'm like, it either happened yesterday or it happened like 10 years ago. That's kind of how I'm feeling. But I say this because when I was in New York, I had the opportunity to sit down with one of my favorite Instagram follows. I don't consume a lot of pop culture. That's a lie. I mean, I follow E! News. I follow the usual places, but like when I need to be caught up, I go to Amanda Hirsch's Instagram. So her handle is not skinny, but not fat. You might've heard of her. She also has an amazing podcast where it's casual. She's interviewed Kim Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian, and Kourtney Kardashian. I mean, as a podcaster myself, the way that she grinded on her show and like worked her way to sit down with three A-list household names. It's just so inspiring. And for Amanda, those are like her dream guests. So being a podcaster and knowing like my dream guests and what that would feel like for me, I just am so happy for her. And I've watched her platform skyrocket and it's been so freaking cool. And so I am feeling very excited to get to chat with her about kind of everything that she's up to. She is definitely one of the most well-known and followed Instagram daily celebrity news coverage accounts, but it's so much more than pop culture. Amanda has an amazing personality. She's real. She's funny. She gets it. And she's also had her own struggles with mental health. And so I thought that this would be just a really great interview. And it was. So I cannot wait for you to hear it. Before we get started, I just want to give a little quick shout out. And this one is going to someone with an anonymous handle, but it says, oh, if XRX. So if that was you, hello, gave a five star review, said learning, growing and changing. I absolutely love RealPod. Every week I look forward to the new episodes as they teach me something new about myself or life. RealPod pushes me to challenge my thinking and look at the world in a different way. I can't decide if I like the solo episodes or guests more. I truly feel like Vic and I are best friends when she does solo episodes, but her guests are always incredible. There is so much you can learn from RealPod. I recommend this pod 10 out of 10. Thank you so much for this sweet and long review. I mean, wow, you really took the time to write and I so appreciate it. It means the world to get to hear from all of you. Thank you all for listening, tuning in and being a fan of RealPod. It means the world. And if you want to be the special shout out on next week's episode, be sure to rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen. All right. Without further ado, let's get started and help me welcome Amanda Hirsch. 
Yay. Yay. Welcome to Real Pod. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm very touched. You're touched? Yeah, of you don't course. go on a lot of pods. I don't do a lot of pods. I told you that it's weird for me to sit here. Why is it that you don't go on a lot of pods? No, I just do the ones that I like know the person or want to, you know? Yeah, no, it's true. I used to say it's weird when you go from a place in your career where you say yes to everything because every opportunity is helpful and then have a shift of like, wait, my time is valuable. <laughs> I don't really want to do all this. I know. I'm actually I've been like that from the beginning, which is probably bad. I'm not saying this is good. I wonder what it is about me, but it's like. I, from the beginning, will only do what I want to do. Okay. So, like, bad. Here's an example where it's bad, right? Wanted to be an actress when I was, like, my whole life, basically. But when I was, like, 20, I was, like, going on auditions. I'd only wow. go on auditions that were close to my house, that were <laughs> at an hour that was convenient to me, <laughs> that I didn't have to stand in a line, that I found out that before you have, like, an hour that you go in. So, like, who the fuck do you think you are? And this isn't, like, diva. It's just, like, I'm trying but I'm trying in my own way, you know? <laughs> and I always say this too, like I wasn't like sleeping in my car. I'm like the opposite of actors sleeping in their car. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, is this audition at noon just at lunchtime and I can get us, you know? So that's how I am with this. Like, you know, I don't go to like events and things like that unless it's a friend's event, like a movie I really want to see. I was just talking to my agent. Oh my God, look how I spill like my whole life in five minutes. I was just yeah, talking to my agent because like, you know how everyone has like PR mm -hmm. today, like influencers too mm -hmm. and whatever. So I was like, should I like have it? Like, I don't know. And I've always like kind of poo-pooed it because I was like, why do you need it? Like Emma Stone needs it. But like, why do you need it? You yeah. know? And then she basically was like, listen, it's a big investment. And with you, it could defeat the purpose because like, you're not going to want to go to all these things because mm -hmm. people don't know this. But when you see people at events, a lot of time their PR team got their invite. Oh, you know, that's me at every event, everyone. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I love the Sh transparency. Shamelessly. OK. No. Oh, well, so you have PR team. So I'm so excited that you just said this. Okay. okay. I'm here to announce breaking news. Well, I have had the itch to scratch for PR just because I'm like, what's possible? And I think there is something to be said about creating the hype around whether it's yourself or your podcast. For me, I really care about my podcast and the PR I signed with, we were able to do this article and talk about RealPod and that's not just going to come without them, but it is expensive. If we had a house or like kids, it would maybe be different. But for me, I was like, I have an itch to scratch. I'm going to do three months. And yeah, like, you can do three months and see and see where we're at after yeah. it. But it's wild how you do realize like everything is paying for people who know people who know this. Like I know it kind of sucks to learn because the way I always hope things were, it's like and by the way, you guys, it can be like that. The way I started and still things come to me are opportunities that come to you. Totally. 80 percent of it is that. Well, when you said Emma Stone needs it. I don't. My thought was Emma Stone doesn't need it. When you're an A-list celebrity, like everyone will have you I everywhere. I know, but they, Emma Stone is coming out with a movie and her publicist needs to make sure that people know about the movie and book her on the Today Show and the whatever. That's and so what then I meant. that publicist is like managing all of the press inbound. Yeah. It's more, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like any PR I have is like forcefully trying here's to create Here's her bio. It. Like yeah. here's her, you know, real. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like I... I'm anti a lot of things, which I'm open about. And not to say that I won't do the things that I'm anti. Like, I've been anti. I was like, why do I even need an agent? Of course, like, you know, and then a year later, like, I got one. But with PR, it is like, it just feels to me like a lot of influencers and TikTokers and all these, by the way, you guys, overnight successes that you're seeing, a lot of them signed with PR once they fucking hit the first viral video, yeah. right? Why? Because then that PR takes them and that viral video becomes a headline and then the headline becomes the next event. So that is smart because that's getting their like branding right away mm -hmm. and them out there right away, them seen with the right people right away, them invited to right, the right places. So it's definitely smart, but I think it's about what you want. So like with me, it's like, what do you want, Amanda? Do you want to be seen more? No. And my podcast, like you said right. about yours, like, obviously, that's my baby. Like, that's what I would want. to. Yeah, but you promote. don't need PR when you have every Kardashian sister come <laughs> on your show. <laughs> I know. But here's this, Victoria. I look back and I say, 
what would have been smart of me? And by the way, I'm never mad at myself. I'm always learning. You don't know these things, right? Imagine I took PR when I had Kim. Fully. That would have been smart. Why? People would say, who's this fucking girl that got Kim Kardashian? Whereas, yeah, my podcast made so many headlines then about, you know, what Kim said. And that's great. And like, I wasn't thinking then about myself. But looking at now from like a businessy perspective, imagine like a PR team then of like, here's this podcaster, Kim Kardashian is fucking doing her podcast. And then you would have had a lot of traction of like, who is she? What does she do? Like, totally. You curate the narrative. And to your point about these overnight sensations, I feel like I don't relate to that in a sense of been at this for five, six years like I'm not going to call a publicist because I feel like that know, that doesn't weird feel weird. I know the PR amazing girl that I work with. Like I had conversations with her for like months. She played college lacrosse. Like I just felt like we vibed and I was like, I'm not ready, but I'll let you know when I am. And then I felt like I was. And so I'm like, like I said, it's an itch to scratch. I'm just through month one. I'm really enjoying I'm gonna it. I'm going to check in with you because yeah. we're at this, because I swear I had the same exact itch. You just started now. Yeah. So it literally had the same itch where randomly I answered this like email. By the way, this email that I got from this PR company was when I had Kim. Okay. And I answered it now. That was two years ago. All of a sudden, you know, those late night thoughts you have in bed where you're like, huh? Yeah. Let me get back to that email from two years ago tomorrow. (laughs) No, I love that meme. That's like no one me in the middle of the night. Where's my birth certificate? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. But oh my God, where is my birth certificate? To your point about emailing two years later and then to what you were saying about only if it was convenient for you, I was going to bring this up anyways, but I feel like we have opposite, not energies because I feel like I vibe with you and I love your energy, but I was the opposite in that I once woke up at like 4.30 to do a 5 a.m. interview with Kevin Hart's trainer for like episode 12 of real pod because he felt like a big guest for me and I really wanted to talk to him. So I went and did it at 5 a.m. Yeah. Like, you know, and I feel like obviously that's not like ideal timing. Yeah. So is everything that you do really like you're shooting from the hip, you're going with the flow. Is that what I give off? It's not that you give it off in a negative way. You give it off in a cool way. Like I'm living my life. I'm reporting on pop culture. I'm saying what I want to say. And it's not like when I consume it, I think it's something you strategically planned like right. prior. Correct. To a fault sometimes, right? Because it's like a lot of times I'll say things that I regret that I said or I'll be wrong or I'll be three months late and people call me out. But you know what I always say? It's like I would never call myself like TMZ paparazzi first on the sidelines of what's happening, breaking news. Like, yes, yeah, sometimes I have breaking news. But I'm really passionate about what I do. This has been my passion forever. Like celebrities, pop culture, entertainment, like my dream since I was a baby. What made that so enticing and attractive for you? I think it's like as pathetic as this will sound, like I always wanted to be in this industry, right? In some way, whether it was like an actress or this or that. The Hollywood thing, there are people that it speaks to, right? A lot of people, right? That's why people like, pursue this dream. This is why people dream to have this dream. That's why people are scared to pursue it because everyone wants it. You know, I was that fucking lame ass bitch. You know, that's what I wanted. So I did like the acting classes. I did this. I did that. And I always in my head, you know, I was working jobs and I was like, this doesn't represent me. Like literally would say that to people. What do you do? Oh, I'm a content writer, but it doesn't represent me. That's what, what I would say it that doesn't represent. You? Like I'm doing this for money. It's not who I am. It's not what I'm going to do. Like how delusional, though. I love it. But that's what's in being Delulu. Oh, God, I fucking hate that word. You though. do? I do. Do you love it? See, opposite Wait, energies. <laughs> we totally No, We are so I hate, opposite. I hate Delulo. That's but so I might funny. flip. I might like it. As you know, I've been on quite the clothing journey recently, and I'm always looking for places that have cute styles that are not only high quality, but hopefully don't like make a crazy dent in the bank. And I have been obsessed with Quince, and I'm so glad that they're a sponsor of RealPod. Quince creates timeless classics that never got a style. And I'm a big classics girly right now. Like, it's all about getting those closet staples. You know what I mean? And Quince has pieces you're going to have in your closet forever, which makes pulling together an outfit so easy. Quince has all the capsule wardrobe must-haves, like cashmere sweaters from $50, suede leather jackets and silk blouses, dresses, and more. 
And here's the kicker. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, which we love to hear. By partnering directly with the top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I love because the worst is when you invest in something or you buy something and you can only wear it once and then you throw it in the wash and it's like pilling or the yarn is coming out or it just doesn't feel and look the same. And you're like, I only wore it once. So take the drama out of outfit planning and upgrade your closet with Quince today. Go to quince.com slash real pod for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash real pod and get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash real pod. Before we got on, and I told you I have to wait for the show, you're the only person who talks about pop culture that like I go to your stories when I feel like behind or what's going on, like I go to your stories. The thing about that, though, is the narrative you have, your opinions influence the I masses. I feel that, by the way. I feel that. And with the latest thing, like what happened with Joe and Sophie from the fucking get, OK, I was like, Team Sophie, this is fucked up. What do you mean she's drinking and partying? You know, he's drinking on stage openly. Like, I was just like, this narrative is weird and I'm not supporting it in any way. And I thought this was like a unique opinion where like I would get shit from his fans and whatever. Then all of a sudden I see Vogue, you know, so many like legit media being like, what the fuck is Joe Jonas doing? What narrative is Joe Jonas trying to fucking line up here that Sophie is a bad mom and everyone is fucking onto it. And I love it. And I'm not saying I started it. I might have. I might have like influenced one writer. You know how it works, right? It's like somebody at E might have seen it. Somebody. Yeah. At, so I'm so happy that like, yeah, sometimes I talk on my fucking ass and like I won't put captions and my followers will be like, put captions and I'll be like, what I'm saying is so not important. Like, don't, <laughs> you're like, better off so, if you you're better don't. Off, consume like, if you can't this. hear it at this time. And I really do choose like sometimes I'm like, I want everyone to hear this, even if they're, you know, hard of hearing or they're, you know, breastfeeding their baby. And sometimes I'm like, literally, if someone happens to have their sound on, they can hear it. But like if they don't. But with this, it's like, yeah, there's some things that do feel important, but others I can be like completely alone, in my opinion. Okay, I want to dive into this further, because I think what I struggle with as I've tried to evolve in my life and as a person and like. I try to give everyone the grace of I try not to judge them. I love to say that like even last night I run into someone and it's like haven't seen them in a few years. Can I meet them with like openness and no judgment and allow that like they could be a different person or have changed from when I saw them last. So for me to feel like I can have like a visceral opinion on like Joe and Sophie when I don't know them Mm -hmm. and like we have no idea. I don't know. It's like what if what we find out is the opposite of what we're thinking. I mean, I don't know, but is that hard for you when you feel like you're passing the judgment on someone you don't know? Yeah, and I think that, like, there does need to be a line. First of all, I always have a line in in my mind, right? I'm not saying Joe is an awful person, but there is a reality here, which is, like, the way media works. Like, we were talking about the inner workings. It's not random that he's being seen at lunch with his kids after we haven't seen him ever at fucking lunch with his kids. These things aren't random, so I'm not going to say anything that we don't know, I'm going to say what we kind of do know. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't think Joe is an awful person, but here are the facts. All these things are coming out. That's not random. All of them coming out about Sophie being not great. That's not random. He's being pictured with his kids after promoting the narrative of, so I'm not saying maybe she cheated. Like no one's saying that didn't happen. No one's saying like Mm -hmm. she didn't do something fucked up, but like that's not jail. You know what I mean? Doing this, I feel. And and by the way, I said this yesterday. I was like, I'm not some like feminist. I, I am one, but I'm not some like you won't every blindly woman support is correct. Woman. Right. I feel exactly. this, this is such an important thing, too, because I will get some comments similarly as well of like, but women supporting women. And I'm like women supporting women who are doing the right thing, preaching the right things like I don't just blindly support someone if I disagree with their values or their morals or their messages just because they're a woman. Yeah. So I think that's important. I do respect like that makes sense. The same way I think about our shared producer, Christiana, we always say like Taylor Swift doesn't if she doesn't want to be seen, she won't be seen. So anytime she's 
photographed, I'm like, it means something because yeah. we didn't see her forever. She doesn't have to be seen. They could get her in the back entrance of a studio in New York. Right. So all that's interesting anyways. But I do want to say that I, if I would sit and say, Amanda, how would you feel if this was about you or something? then I wouldn't be able to do what I do. Do you know what I mean? Because I'd be like, oh my God, I wouldn't want that said about me. Do you know what I mean? So you just like... So I have to like... Not go there. I talk about pop culture. That's what I do. <laughs> Would I want to be talked about all day and dissected? Probably not. But that's why I think that I do it in a way that's like... I try at least to not be like super negative, to not be bitchy, to like have respect. Also yeah. on my podcast, like I'll never ask a question to a guest that's like, sensational and will make headlines for me, but will make them feel uncomfortable, you know? And I think that that's exemplified through the fact that you've reported on the Kardashians for such a long time, good, bad, everything in between and have a great relationship with them and they trust you and then they came on your show like fully. I think that's what makes you so special is like you can still like critique Courtney's outfit or say you didn't like the way that they did this, but still be tight with them and be respected. Like yeah. you have to have that because if you're just praising you're everyone. Just, right. If you're just kissing ass all day, then like fully, you know, anyways, this is what you're good at. Pop culture talking about other people. But I want to talk about you. Like I want to go deep, learn more. I did hear that I you're really talking about other people. You do. How boring would it be if I was just me all day? But that's what I want to know. OK, I was going to say that because you're so chill it did surprise me a little bit to learn that you were on anxiety medication. Yeah. So how does your anxiety... I, I seem chill. Yeah. Oh my God, love that for me. <laughs> You're so chill. So how does anxiety play a role in your life? And when did you learn that it was interfering? Well, I... It's so crazy because I look back at like my life before like my first panic attack and I'm like, wow, I had no idea about like mental health stuff. Like I remember having a boyfriend in college, which like I, I don't want to diagnose him, but like, whoa, like looking back, you know? <laughs> All of us looking back on our exes, yeah. like can't diagnose, what? but. Can't diagnose, but. <laughs> no, but this one, this one is like, you know. So, and I remember he would tell me he's depressed or like, I'd be like, why are you like this? Or why don't you want to leave? Or why do you want to go to this party? And he'd tell me he's depressed. And I literally was like this stupid that I was like, how are you depressed? We're having fun. We're at college. I'm your girlfriend greatest thing alive like hello <laughs> you can't be depressed I didn't get it mm -hmm. at fucking all which I look back and I'm like ignorance is bliss like here's a prime example of ignorance is bliss and then even in my choices that were so random it showed that I was carefree because when it came time where everyone was going abroad my dream was to go to Argentina because of hot guys this is how dumb I was too I was like these American boys are ugly like let's fucking like go to Argentina and then I found out I couldn't like get credits there. And I was like, but I love speaking Spanish. Like, where can I go? Chose Barcelona randomly. By the way, they speak Catalan, which isn't exactly Spanish. So dumb bitch again. Go to Barcelona <laughs> super randomly. Like, just choose it. Like, Spanish speaking, okay. Credits, okay. Get there. This is back in the day. I'm 35. There were no smartphones and no like international calling from your phone. So I had to get this like telecard. Remember those like cards and like call my mom through like, this weird way. And I had to charge that card in like supermarkets. So I think like it was building up for me as I was realizing like I'm away from home. I can't call my mom easily. Like looking back now, right? We, I was staying in this like dorm that didn't have windows. There was like a brothel downstairs, like fucked up shit. The food wasn't sitting well, well with me. I wasn't pooping. Like all this shit now looking back was like adding up until like one day I was walking to class in Barcelona and had a panic attack, then thought I was dying. Like, literally, I was like, I'm dying. And then imagine trying to get that across to like strangers on the street to help you. They called the ambulance. I ended up in an ambulance. Like, and I remember now in, in retro, like, that they asked me in Spanish, like, if I have ansiedad, which is anxiety. And I was like, no, what the fuck is that? You know? And then started like for the next three months in Barcelona, it was like one giant panic attack. It was walking down the street and seeing like just blurry. And I didn't go home because I didn't want to quit. And my mom is very like that, too. She's like, you got to get your credits. You got to finish. Looking back, by the way, it's OK to say moms aren't always right. You know, and I tell her that today. I'm like, your daughter's fucking figuratively dying. Like, she can come home. She'll fucking get the credits. But so that's when the anxiety started. And since then, which was 20 years old, and I'm 35, so 15 years, 
it's been like, you know, it's it's like an ebb and flow. It's like, yeah, there are months where it's higher. There are months where things are affecting it. There are months where you're like, damn, this is great. So, yeah. So since uh, since then, it's been uh, present in my life. Fuck Barcelona. <laughs> I think that this image, though, of like feeling like life is great and you don't relate. That was me, too. I mean, in high school, I remember when we had seminars, like a mental health professional would come in and I would like not be listening or like checking my phone because I'm like, this is for other people, not for me. Like I get good grades. I'm an athlete. I'm ambitious. Like I it was so stigmatized to me as a weakness or as like something that's not good. And so I didn't want to associate with it that like when I first started experiencing my anxiety was heavily performance anxiety with college volleyball. I didn't even like literally know what it was the same way you you're thinking I'm dying, not that I'm having a panic attack. Mm -hmm. But then my friends and I always talk about how once you have like your first significant struggle with a mental health issue, the fucking floodgates are open. Yeah. Like now the rest of your life, it's like you're going to see it differently. Yeah. Like I had a friend who'd never been depressed and recently was struggling and now is like, oh, my God, like I'm seeing everything differently. Like looking back to. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. just not understanding it in other people the same way you talked about your ex. And I feel like struggling with my mental health gave me like the compassion I have for like other humans. I know. It's so wild how especially with the looking back, like college roommates, all these people, all these situations that you were like, you were dealing with and looking back, you're like, oh my God, she was struggling with this or I was or how weird that I thought it was something else. So listen, I I do find a way to hug it today, right? And say it protects me a lot of the time. You know, it keeps me from making those choices like we were talking about, like doing what I want to do, not doing what I don't want to do. I'll push myself, but not if it makes me like too uncomfortable. What do you mean it protects you? I want to believe that sometimes your anxiety like signals things to you, you know, like gives you the feeling of maybe not to do something. Yes, to do something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sometimes listen to it. Sometimes if it's something's making you too anxious and it's not going to bring you that much joy or anything beneficial to your life, then you don't have to do it. If it is and it's important for you to get over, then OK, you can. But sometimes I feel like I listen to my body and and it works out. And sometimes my body is just fucking does whatever the fuck it wants, you know? Yeah, but all this stuff, it's such a fine line and it's really, it can be blurry with fully. Like when I'm feeling anxious, I have a gut feeling this is not right. Like I'm losing sleep. Like why, why would I go skydiving or why would I go do the thing? But then I think about something is going on in my life that's like really hard for me. And I'm like, I need to go to my therapist and I need to talk about this. But the thought about talking about it's going to make me start hysterically crying. So it's like then I'm thinking, oh, let me avoid, avoid, avoid. Yeah. So how do you differentiate between suppressing your emotions? I think it's like what's really important for me to to tackle this. You know what I mean? Like it's the same thing as like making time for specific friends and, you know, and others. You're like, it's okay if I don't see her. You know, she's not going to add to my life that much. So, of course, if something makes me super anxious, I'll question it. I'll be like, why am I feeling this way about this? Like, does it mean it's wrong? Does it mean it's. But if it's like, you know, you're going to, you know, this event and you're going to be alone and you don't know who you're going to talk to and whatever, then I'll be like, Amanda, like, suck the fuck up and mm-hmm. know that you can leave. But usually my anxiety is pretty different. I feel like my anxiety comes from like, it's like more like, physical symptoms. You know Mm. what I mean? Like, it's not like I get like overly worried. And that's why I think there's that dichotomy with me. Right. Because it's like she seems chill or whatever, because like I don't have social anxiety that much. I don't get too nervous around famous people and stuff like that. But I think for me, it's it's more like the everyday. It's more like the everyday stuff for me. How does your anxiety meds impact you? Because I was on antidepressants, so I don't have any familiarity well with i'm on an antidepressant but it like helps with anxiety is it lexapro it, it's the same it's zoloft okay i mean love it all live with lexapro you know what are you so on i was on lexapro oh and I'm did not you like it, it? yeah i did i felt like it just kept me from hitting like the absolute darkness trenches yeah. like it like stops you like yeah. on the fall yeah. but then also kind of keeps you in like a zone I think it's different for everyone. It was really impactful for me to be on antidepressants while going to therapy, while trying to like work on things. But then I realized I needed to have an environment switch. It was the environment that I was in, the routine that I was in. And like I needed, I'm a full believer in like 
shocking the system, the routine, like if you had gone home, you know, but also similar to not quitting, like I was playing volleyball and that's my environment. So yeah. I'm like, if I leave, am I a quitter? Like, yeah, but you have to put yourself first and like also believe that your feelings are valid. It's like yeah. that fine line. And then it's like feeling selfish, letting the people down in your life. Did you have that at all? I didn't. I didn't. It was more me within myself of like, first of all, accepting that I would be starting to take medication. I was like me, Amanda, the carefree, like cool bitch needs medication. Like the stigma for me to me was so real. And it wasn't even about talking about it. It was like I couldn't like I remember looking at the pill and being like, wanting to cry. Like, how did I get here? How am I not able to just like live normally like everybody else? I put this in quotation marks because that's not true, right? Like, I need a pill. Like, I need something. And then it's funny because my relationship with it today is like so not like that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, little baby. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're like, <laughs> wish I could pop more yeah. back. <laughs> no, and even like sometimes if I'm going through and I'm on a very low dose because when I started, I didn't go up from it. I was like, this is cool for me. Sometimes I'm like, should I go in a higher dose if I'm still experiencing? Like, I think it's fine to think about those things. And I think that, yeah, sometimes if you're going through a really, really hard time, then like sometimes you need meds. Mm -hmm. I'm a believer in that. It's the same. You know how people say like, if you have diabetes, you need your insulin shot. So it's like, You'll know when you're at a place where like the breathing, the yoga, the therapy alone, you know, the changing to eating yeah. habits won't help you. And you need some you need some chemicals. Yeah. Same with like like my mom is always like, is it clean? You know, about like a skincare. I'm like, yeah, but sometimes you need some chemicals, I, you know, with all that stuff. I'm like my beautiful Yaya knock on wood. Eighty seven has had had a heart attack. She has staples in her heart. She never had an organic gluten-free thing in her life. <laughs> she has all the toxic things in her hat. Like, you know, it's like... She eats like ding-dong. Yeah. <laughs> and then I also have a friend who grew up in like a very like clean home and now has like every allergy in the world because wow. she was like never exposed to dirt. <laughs> wow. I mean, listen, moderation, babe. Yes. Like moderation. Fully. Gotta do what works for you. Yeah. I was gonna ask as well, you had this panic attack and your anxiety journey had started when you were 20, yeah, becoming a mom, how did that affect it? Because yeah. sometimes I'm like, my, I'll talk to my husband and be like, yeah, you know I'll be depressed like either before, during, or after I have First a all, kid. Don't right? manifest that. <laughs> I learned that manifesting is so real. Like, first of all, I do say that about what I do, that I've manifested it, but I say it in a way of like, not some woo-woo thing, but like I put it out there for so many years and did something to work towards it. Like I said, didn't sleep in my car, but put little breadcrumbs. So that's my version of manifesting. But I've learned that like I can I have manifesting powers where like if I'd say what you'd say, I'd be depressed when I gave birth. You know what I mean? That's, like that's, you can't fucking do that. That scares me. That so don't do that. Be like, I won't be depressed. I'll be great. I'll be happy. No, don't put it out there. You're right. You're right. OK, that's yeah, I, I'm scared now because I'll one day I'll be like, Ugh, Noah hasn't been sick in a while. Next day, Noah's sick. Like, it's just like I, you put something out there. It happens. It's like weird. So with getting pregnant for a long time, like my husband, it's always like the dudes who want it. Right. <laughs> Isn't that so weird? People think it's the woman being like, I want to be. It's always like the husband being like, when are you going to get pregnant? So he for longer was like, when, when, when? And I was like, you know, when we have, you know, this amount of money and this. I had like a list of things. One of the things was like my mental health is at a good place. I'm not saying like the best it ever was, you know, carefree Amanda. She's gone like that's not going to be but that I'm not starting this at a low point. So first of all, that was important to me. And I checked with doctors, by the way, and I stayed on on my Zoloft. They were like basically the doctors I talked to. So always check this for yourself. We're like everything you do with medication, whether you're pregnant or not, is benefits versus side effects or possible negative effects, right? So what outweighs what is how you kind of make the decision. And then I had another doctor be like, it's like water, like about, you know, Zoloft. Like, he's like, why are you even asking me? Like, stay on it. But so I decided to stay on it. And I want to assume that that's like what helped me not spiral and be okay in the pregnancy. Because for me personally, like I was trying to tell you about my anxiety is like, bodily changes could have fucked me, right? Mm -hmm. Like your body is pumping thousands of more gallons of blood. Like everything's changing. Like, and I'm so connected to my body that if I'm like, 
too hot or too cold or my heart's rate, like all these things, I feel them and they can affect my anxiety. So that's a reason I was like, oh my God, pregnancy is gonna, but it didn't. And I was fine. And I think it actually helped me when I gave birth. And like, you have this baby and that's who you have to focus on. So it's almost like you don't have time to be like, let me put this baby aside so I can spiral about something and have a panic attack. You know what I mean? It's like no time. Even now today, like I'll get nervous on planes sometimes. If I'm with Noah, I don't have time to get nervous on a plane because like I need to make sure Noah's okay and I need to make sure he's not scared of landing and take, which he's not, he can't, can't give less of a shit. But, but for me personally, and I'm sure it's different, but for me, kind of like, Noah's kind of like my emotional support baby. He is so sweet. Thank He's you. He's a little carbon copy of you. Yeah, he really is. And the story you posted the other day where he was like, you're, you're my, you're my, you're, you're my, you're my, you're my best friend. <laughs> and I was like, you're what? Yeah. <laughs> you're like helping him yeah. along. You're like, you just said it yeah. like two seconds ago. Say it again for the camera now. If you're going to be traveling and looking for a great place to stay, look no further than Weston. Weston hotels make it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine while traveling. They have signature offers like a variety of fitness options. So if you're trying to keep working out on the road, you can get that in. I know for me, I've got a really good physical fitness routine in person at home right now. But when I go on the road, that's often where I'm not moving my body as much as I would like to or that my body would like to be moving. So just knowing that Weston. They have so many different fitness options to help you no matter what your wellness routine is, is amazing. And they have state-of-the-art equipment in their Weston workout fitness studios. They also have three and five mile scenic running maps, making it easy for you to find the best route to explore on foot. I always need to go out for fresh air on a walk, no matter what hotel or where I'm staying, just to get out of the room and like out of whatever I'm doing on the trip. So I would for sure be getting this run map if I was staying at Weston, but I would run it. I'd probably walk it. Let's be real. But still, the map would be clutch. Not to mention, customize your workout while on the go with the Hyperice and Bala products to borrow during your stay. I mean, Hyperice, wow. The former athlete in me is like big Hyperice fan. Find wellness on your next stay at Weston because at Weston Hotels, there's amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well and sleep well so you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next stay at Weston. You had a post that was like, Everyone's saying when you have a kid, you're going to stunt your career. It's false. Mm -hmm. And how once you had Noah, you have reached such career success that you hadn't before. Yeah. And I think about that often because there is such a conversation around, are you going to work? Are you going to stay at home? Like, how are things going to happen? And I think sometimes I get nervous of like, I love my career so much. Like, how is it going to be affected when I'm a mom? Yeah. I that's one of the things that I most believe in that I say, because I like I said, I say a lot of things that are stupid, but with you can be a mom and still be a dumb bitch. That's what came from there. Obviously, there are some people are like, why I dumb? Why I win? And it's just like, what do you want me to fucking write like a boring sentence? Like <laughs> you could be a mom. Yeah, you can mom be and yeah. Well, that's your brand. Like yeah. mine would be you can be a mom and still struggle. <laughs> For, for yeah. everyone listening, Amanda has merch that says you can be a mom and still be a dumb bitch. Yeah, and it came from actually like, it, it's funny what it came from. It came from, I was having dinner with, you know, you have certain friends that like bring other friends sometimes and don't tell you before. That, no, that would irk me. I uh, can't do that. So this friend bought, brought like two girls that I've never met. It's annoying. It's actually annoying to do. Yeah. I just want to be prepared. Like, am I in the mood to meet people? Right. Will I ever see them yeah. again? Well, she's not a good friend. So like, we'll forgive her. Like a good friend should know you better. Right. Like the That's friend. That's even that worse. Like a, a medium friend <laughs> that you never see. <laughs> I should fucking not meet up with this girl anymore. <laughs> so she brought two girls that were like 25, I think. And they were like, wait, you're a mom? Like what like how and you know uh, they were like freaking out like how are you doing what you're doing you you, you have a kid and how you know I, I'm so scared and I was just like just because I'm a mom like doesn't mean like I can't keep doing what I'm doing and I can't care about stupid stuff and I can't so it kind of came from that I was like and this girl was so stupid that I kind of was like saying it to her face without saying it to her face like no, you could be a mom and still be like the same fucking dumb bitch you are right now. <laughs> Don't worry. You could be a mom, too. <laughs> that actually made me feel a lot better because when my husband was wanting to, to have a baby more than I was at the time, it was like, 
one of my things on my list that I told you was like career, right? I'm not where I want to be. At that point, I wasn't even making money from what I was doing. It was a hobby. I was working Mm. two other jobs. 2020, okay? 2020? 2020. Oh my God. 2019, because I gave birth in 2020, 2019. And, but like I said, it was like we had enough. I just wasn't like at where I wanted to be. And then I don't know like what self-talk I did to get me off that ledge of understanding like, okay, you're not going to be exactly where you want to be. And like, hopefully it'll be okay. And I, and I told myself throughout the whole like pregnancy, like even when this baby comes, I'm going to be with some motherfucking story being like, Hey guys, like blah, blah, blah. It'll be the same. And I did that. Like I did exactly what I said I was going to do. I didn't change myself. I still looking back sometimes, you know, when those memories pop up and I'm like breastfeeding, you see up to here, my face is puffy. Like, and I'm like army hammer, you know, like (laughs) this is crazy. And you hear up, you hear like fucking (laughs) Noah sucking on my boob. So I said, I did what I said I was going to do, which was I'm not going to change because I'm having a baby. Like my life is going to change, but I'm not going to change. My interests aren't going to change. And what I'm saying is, again, not woo woo shit, not have a baby. Your career is going to fucking boom. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like have a baby. If you want to have a baby, that doesn't mean your career is going to have to stop. And if you want to be a loser like me, just look up how many people have succeeded after they've had babies, which is like research that I did for myself to know, like, is it possible? You know? And I feel like I am that example now of like, yeah, things started happening even quicker. And I started making an income from what I was doing four years because I started this in like 2016. After I had Noah, you know, when I was like feeling gross and still wearing maternity clothes. So that's a really... You know, I remind myself of that a lot, too. It's an important narrative and story to share because it's almost like I love how vulnerable society has gotten. I think 2020 opened that up, but it's almost like we talk more and are more. we're always like humans are more attracted to negativity and negative energy. It's like why the news is always so terrible. And if the news was positive, no one would watch it. Like it's this weird sick thing in all of us that like craves the like fear. And I, the other day was posting, this is, I guess the closest example I can draw of like, people were like, do you and Max fight? And I was like, in my head, I'm thinking, no, we don't, but I'm not going to post that. Everyone's like, you're so annoying. You think you're the perfect couple. You guys don't ever fight. And then I was like, no, I should say this because people should know, like, if you're in a happy, like predominantly healthy relationship, like the answer to this question should be, no, we don't fight often. Like I'm going to own that. Like that's our truth. And so similar to this, it's like, Maybe people want you to be like, oh, being a mom is so hard. I can't work. I can't mm. do this. It's ruined this. Because people like, you know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I get Whereas what you're saying. It's so refreshing and it is hopeful because I've been like kind of scared by like TikTok. Yeah, people always scare you. Like the first thing people say is like, uh, don't have kids, you know, don't have kids. Like there's like, don't someone- have a second one. People say that to me. Like if I were you, I wouldn't have a second one. I was like, you had three. You're telling me not to have a second one. You know, you're scaring me that like it'll ruin my life even more if I, if you know, I have a kid like you had three kids. So I just really appreciate it because I like I said, I saw you post that. I don't even know where if it was a feed post, a story, you said it, but I remember it. And it really does a lot. I'm trying to get people to reproduce, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I I more so like I want to say things that like I fucking needed to hear because those are things that I did that weird research, saw when people got pregnant, you know, wanted to prove to myself that you can, you can do this after you have a baby. And of course, like you said, like people are going to be like, wait, but I don't work the kind of job that you work, you know, or I work an office job or and I it's different for everyone, like single moms. That's a whole other animal, yeah. like not having that support or someone else. You yeah. can hopefully help half the time. Obviously. But I just appreciate it because I kind of feel like I relate to like at least your career and where I want to be and not even career wise. Like I feel like you can take the mom stuff also and like you can still have your interests, your hobbies, you your can, friends, you your, can be yourself. You can be yourself. Exactly. You don't have to. I know so many people and these are close people that after becoming moms, all of a sudden are only interested in like mom things are taking corset parenting courses like to teach certain things are, yeah. you know, and I'm like, did you care about this stuff before you? Just because you're a mom doesn't mean now you're like only care about fucking kids stuff. It, You know what it is, though? I think it's an identity thing where 
if it, you can find a lot of purpose, I'm like, be very careful about what I say. And no, you're 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 right, though. And so I think that can be powerful for people who are like, wow, this is my identity. I feel so empowered by it. Like, it's all I want to live and breathe. But that's a certain type of person. Yeah. And then I think I may be more like you where I want to be a mom and other things. And yeah, both are fully valid. Yeah. And I want to give a shout out to my cousin Taylor is like the coolest fucking mom. She like was on my bachelor. You would not know this girl had a kid like she's herself. She works two jobs because she still loves to do Orange Theory. Like she's and like seeing her, too. I'm like, oh, my God, you're the exact same cousin I've always loved growing up with. And you are the best mom to your yeah. baby girl. Like it's the best. Anyways, before we're almost done. But I want to talk about all this huge success. So we've Thank talked you. about how, you know, you've blown up the past few years. It's super inspiring for me because I feel like you stayed true to yourself. You kept chugging along. You kept doing your thing. You trusted the process. And one Thank domino you. falls and it's like a chain reaction. Do you feel the shift in where you're at? Like from 2020, Amanda, to yeah, where you are now? I do. Mm -hmm. It would be. What's yeah. the shift like? It's in a lot of things. It's in business wise. You know, like I said, I wasn't making an income then from this. Then it was like, and this is why when people even ask, like, they want to be an influencer or they want to do, and I'm not saying you can't just want to be an influencer, want to have followers. You can. That's fine. But I swear, and I know this will sound like I didn't start from that place. So when I did it and the whole time working the two jobs and talking about this and whatever, I was like, if this is a hobby, then like, how fun, how fun, what a cute hobby, you know? But in the back of my mind, I was like, something will come of this. By the way, that something for me didn't have to be what I'm doing now. In my mind, I was like, maybe Ali Daly will finally, you know, accept my resume to be a writer because I tried that, you know, maybe BuzzFeed will want me to like do some articles for them. Like in my mind, I was like, this could take me other places. I could add this to my resume. I put it in my LinkedIn, you know, like I just had this feeling that keep doing what you love to do. Who knows who's the fuck can see it? Anybody can see it. You know, you don't need, you know, Kim Kardashian to see it. it could be Kim Kardashian's assistant. You know, that's what I always told myself. So I was always hopeful that it would turn into something. And when it did, of course, you, you feel the shift. But for me, you know, I'm still the same exact person that I was like, I didn't I don't think anything. Even sometimes I'm like, why don't you realize that you're in a different place? You know, sometimes I'm like, you don't act like you are. But that's Do you a get good what I thing. mean? Never act like you're not. Yeah, no, I know. But, but 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 I mean, in like the little things, mm -hmm. you know, where I'm like, you can afford to like do this or do that. And you still don't because you don't you're not in that mindset. But yeah, I definitely feel it w with everything. Yeah, it does feel nice. But it's it, it was a slow build, you know, it was a slow build. And then a Bam, Kim Kardashian. Oh yeah, with Kim. Yeah. What was the order? Chloe and then Courtney. Yeah, and it's funny because Courtney was actually, which just shows you like manifesting is crazy. When I started the podcast, you know, and I did it with my sister, and like it was super at the beginning. People would say like, "Who's your dream guest?" And I remember Courtney was was it, and I'd be like, "Courtney, she was always my favorite Kardashian." And I was like, "But Courtney doesn't do podcasts. She doesn't like public speaking. Like she gets nervous. Like she's not going to do it. She's not going to do it." And then she did Addison Ray's podcast. Addison Ray had a podcast for five minutes. I'm like, nah, I don't remember. Because <laughs> it was a blip. And I was like, and I, this would be surprising to people, but even though I've always liked the Kardashians, I wasn't like sliding into their DMs. Like, you know, like I wasn't. Yeah. How did Kim, ha the first domino drop? Did you message her? No, with Kim, Hulu reached out to me. I know this sounds crazy. And like, I was like, we want real. Kim to go on your show. Yes. I was like, that is I, so sick. I literally, Checked the person's name. It was like Brooke something. When I was like, what kind of troll would <laughs> do this to me? I was getting my nails done. <laughs> it was like an I have a website that I forgot that I have, like not skinnybenfi.com. They did like a submission on the contact. So it comes in like weird when you do that. It's like new submission. I was like, what is this? And she's like, I'm from Hulu, like new season of Kardashians coming out. We'd love for Kim Kardashian to come on your show. And I was like, this is a sick joke. Like, who would do this? Then I, I linked in Brooke. Yeah. And I was like, she works at Disney Hulu. Like, this is legit. And that's how that wow. started. But before that, when I wanted Courtney, so so like I said, I never slid into their DMs because I was like, they're, they're never going to see it. Like, why would I do it? Today, I believe differently, by the way. Today, I'm like, DM people. Shoot, you never know who's going to see yeah. it. 
but then it, my ego may have been higher. It'd be like, I don't want to like DM and you'd be a loser, you know? It's Today I'm like, DM. Yeah, DM. I agree. I just, I just want to be me. I, I Sometimes my, when my voice comes in my head, like, don't do this, say it this way. I'm just like, just be yourself. But DM away. So anyway, I slid into Courtney. So I was like, come on mine. And this was like 20, maybe like 21. And she answered me. And I remember I was in the middle of recording a podcast because it came out for me. I was like, so not angry. She went on Addison Ray's, but I was like, come on my podcast. No, wait, it's funny that I feel the same way. Like anytime like Taylor Swift does anything, I'm like, but Taylor, you could be on real pod. <laughs> I'm like, even if we're 80 years old, I will do it. I will come <laughs> to the studio. Yeah, but that's how was it just came out for me. I was like, we should do my podcast. And then she was like, oh my God, should I? And I remember I was in the middle of recording a podcast with somebody and I was like, oh my God, we have to stop. Kourtney Kardashian just answered me on, on Instagram. And then we talked about it and then she didn't. And I remember I saw her and I was like, jelly like Kim did it you know that's so <laughs> and then Chloe did it and then I was like jelly Chloe did that's it that's cute and then she came out with Lemmy and there was like a purpose yeah and, you know she Aww. she could talk about something and that's so unreal congratulations yeah. thank like, you so sick and yeah as a fellow podcaster and creator and all the things I admire what you do I thank love you. the way it doesn't feel effortless it is effortless and it's authentic and you're sick. And thank so thank you. you for coming on my show. Thank and I love so chatting much. with you. Same. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or a review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week, seeing behind-the-scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.